Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is part two of episode 69 with Kurt Sutter on the Distraction Pieces podcast. Um, already mentioned speechdevelopmentrecords.com at the start of the other one, so I won't even go into that that much, but you should check us out there. This is, yeah, this conversation, honestly, we could have gone on for hours and hours. I think this might be the longest podcast we've done. Maybe the Gail Porter one. Um, but yeah, two parts and two long parts as well. All three, all three. So if anyone's kind of annoyed about having to skip through adverts and stuff, well, it's free, man. <laughs> it's free. Enjoy it. You're welcome. Um, but yeah, in this half, we have a great chat. We talk about the shield everything that happened his experiences there southpaw we get into which was absolutely fascinating hearing about how he was working on that film the original plans for that film who they who it was originally for is mind-blowing um and then we talk about sons of anarchy and of course the bastard executioner so yeah i don't need to ramble too much because we've already rambled plenty enjoy part two Two parts for free this week. Two free. That's, it's, it's basically, it's coming on for three hours worth, I think, this one. That might be exaggerating. Over two hours of wonderful podcast joy. See you in a bit. This piece of fiction is the intro to distraction. This piece of fiction is the intro to distraction. This piece of fiction is the intro to distraction. This piece of fiction is the intro to distraction. There we go, we're continuing now. So we're on part two now. Yes, part two. Sorry. Yes. More. More. No, it's good. It's good. So yeah, obviously I want to get into um, into The Shield because that was, was that your first kind of gig gig obviously as you said you'd written yeah. some scripts and screenplays that had got some attention right but hadn't been taken on yet yeah but it got you that in rope to go right i'll be and you started as a staff writer I, right and i then- did yeah i uh i had written um you know i was writing screenplays and and uh, i was working with nicole clemens at icm and uh um, she said, do you have any interest in, in, in writing TV? And, and I did, I mean, I love, I, you know, I love TV. I grew up in front of yeah. fucking TV and, and, uh, um, but I'd never written uh, a one hour drama or anything. And that uh, was, it's, it's worth noting that that was at a time b- before TV was as respected as it is now, oh, if absolutely. you know what I mean. So yeah. now yeah. if you want to write, you know, everyone wants to write TV. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, 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 it it's as big as film now, but oh. at that point it was, you know, it was definitely, decided, it was pre-wire, pre, yeah. pre-break. It was around the time of Sopranos and stuff yeah. starting to make noise right. in that way, but yeah. Yeah, the show that I remember growing up that I, and and obviously having no sense of what I was going to do or what I wanted to yeah. do, I just n- knew I loved stories. And uh, the show I remember probably most vividly is Hill Street Blues. And yeah. uh, just, and I don't, I don't, like at the time, like now I can analyze it. and But at the time, all I knew is that, I'd never seen anything like this before that, you know, the, the level of emotion, the, the in depth in terms of, of getting into these people's lives. Like it was just a a really compelling and sometimes difficult show to watch when you're used to being spoon fed, you know, Quinn Martin productions that are very formulaic. It's it's hugely overlooked in that film. And again, I'm a a huge fan of cinema, but film, you know, you've got your beginning, your middle and your end. It's a closed story. Whereas TV is essentially a never ending Mm -hmm. story in that, this has to keep turning over every week and, you know, particularly things like Hill Street Blues and stuff like that that go on, you know, for series after series. Yeah, it's like yeah. this, 
this, you have to have that confidence mm-hmm. that there's more to come. Because right. when you start series one, you don't know how series eight goes. Yeah. You know, yeah. you just can't have that confidence like, yeah. Yeah. no, yeah. I guess just... we've got the stories. Yeah. This yeah. is, this yeah. is, this is happening. You go, oh, we got pickup, so I need more stories. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But here's the deal. I, I find that once you have, um, you know, and especially Hill Street, because they were such great characters. Like once you have characters and relationships yeah. set down and, and, uh, you know, it's, 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 you know, that are three dimensional, then the storytelling is so much easier. It's, because it's what I loved about the shield was people like, um, Goggins and Chicklis yeah, and yeah. all the, the characters were so well written. Yeah. And it's, it's what I love. I talk about it a, 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 a lot, but I'm a, a big fan of, of justified. And it's another yes, one where I just yeah. think the characters are so well written. I could watch them doing anything. Yeah. You know, it, it feels like it's that much easier. And the shield was, was one like that. The characters, in the first episode, really, were so well. Yeah, you got so much of them. Yeah. It's like right, this is. Yeah, it was cool. It's going to be a lot of fun. It must be fun to work with, I guess. Yeah, it was cool. I um and uh, I had written, you know, I had written a couple TV spec scripts, and uh, you know, as you do, I don't think people really do that anymore. But you know, um, my first spec script, believe it or not, was a. Uh, uh, was uh, Ali McBeal, right? Wow. And uh, which was a very hot show at the time. Yeah, it was huge and, at the time, uh, I'd imagine. And I, uh, I wrote uh, um, sort of a, an S and M version of Ali McBeal, and uh, uh, and it I was going to say, how did they? How did <laughs> Ali McBeal feel about the violence and the sex? And <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, but I, I uh, you know, and I got me a couple meetings, and I almost got staffed that first yeah. season. I wrote and uh, did not, and uh, and then I wrote uh, uh, um, a fairly you know out there version. Uh, uh, a speck of uh, the West Wing, and uh, uh, as Sean describes it, it was a mix of, of uh, uh, outrageous violence and 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 way too much sentimentality, which pretty much explains me. Uh, uh, and uh, so uh, I uh, and that got me a couple meetings, and uh, uh, and I met with Sean, uh, and he was doing this show on FX, which at the time had no you know, had no dramas; it yeah. was uh, the rerun network, and. Uh, um, and uh, no one really knew of it or where it was on the dial. And he was doing this project with uh, – uh, they had shot the pilot at that point and with uh, Chickless, who was the fucking commission. Yeah. I was like, really? You know, it was just this odd mix of like, this isn't going to work, you know? Yeah. And uh, and But I loved the script. I thought the script was really different and, you know, the pilot script. Yeah. And, and, uh, uh, I, and at that point I had not seen a, a cut of the pilot and uh, – I met with Sean and then uh, I didn't hear from him for a while because what would happen was FX at the time it was um uh it was uh, uh, uh Kevin Riley and uh, uh was president and Peter Lagori was CEO and they were running the network and um and they had two dramas they had this drama called Dope and they had The Shield and they were trying to figure out which one to go with they were going to go with one and yeah. so it was sort of up in the air and I didn't hear anything probably for over a month and uh uh, and then I was up for another gig. Uh, there was a some kind of anthology show that uh, 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 that they wanted me on, and uh, uh, then got a call sometime in October, I think, uh, uh, after nine eleven. It was about a month and a half after nine oh, yeah. eleven, and um, and they went with uh, they picked up the shield, and uh, so yeah, it was my it was really my first gig, and. It's interesting that it was as said that you were saying that FX didn't particularly have a, a name for that at the time, no. and it was a new thing because it was. Similar over here, I had a, a, a guy on the podcast a few weeks back, a, a comic book writer, 
go off Ennis, who I'm a massive fan of, he wrote mm-hmm. The Preacher and oh, yeah, yeah, The Boys, yeah, yeah. all this. I love him. And I'd never met him. And then the best, my favourite part of the of, of, of the interview was we got to a point where he compared something he'd done to, to, to The Shield. Oh, and really? I was like, shit, I, I love The Shield. And it was yeah, that nerding yeah. out. And over here, it started on Channel 5, which at the time, it was a real trashy kind of channel. So I think it got overlooked a lot over oh, here. Right, right. And it wasn't until a few series in that a few, I think The Guardian, I read an article about it in. Right. It was like, this, this, this is legit. This yeah. isn't just a, yeah. a late night sh- sh- shock. Right. A look at the criminals type thing. It was right. good. But it's just, it, was, it was similar in that way. It was kind of, it wasn't necessarily coming out of where you'd expect yeah. good drama and action to come from. Yeah, it was really cool. And, and, uh, um, and for me, it was so, you know, like, uh, I think really for, for most people on that project, um, like, it, it was such a, um, you know, groundbreaking is an overused word, and I don't know if it's that accurate, but it was definitely um, uh, uh, everyone was sort of on the same level of new territory, right? right. So the network, you know, the actors, um, yeah. and definitely the writers. Sean, he had never run a show before, and uh, so everyone was sort of not necessarily winging it. Like, so you know, kind of all in it together. Yeah, yeah. It was really the sons yeah. of, I don't know what we're doing. And, uh, <laughs> uh, but for me, uh, and I always tell this story because he's one of my best friends now is, uh, is Scott, uh, uh, Scott Rosenbaum, who was, uh, 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 the other staff writer. And, and, and Scott was really super competitive, right? Yeah. From the jump and like, and I was like, oh, what's up with this guy? You know? And, yeah. uh, but I, I was so, uh, and Scott had written on another show before and I had never written on a team. You know, I'm a, I don't like people. So like to be yeah. part of a team was like, oh, I don't, I don't yeah. do this, but I, I didn't become a writer to socialize. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't want to talk to anybody. And, uh, but for me, it was so fantastic because it was that great thing that happens with artists is that, you know, there was a lot of contention in the room and, and it's like with my writers in my room, it's like, I have a lot of, you know, I have lovely writers and, and sometimes I think you guys got to, you know, you guys got to fuck each other up a little bit. Yeah, it's like, yeah. tune, like you gotta, like yeah. you gotta fight for shit and, and, uh, and, and, and piss people off and, 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 uh, and, and trash talk people yeah. when you leave, you know, you, you need some of that, you know, a bit of anger and tension. Yeah, it builds you, it. Cause you need that competitive, you know, to fight for shit because that's always when the best story after the smoke clears, yeah. it's like, Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. And, uh, so for me, it was, it was, I, 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 I sort of dove in, you know, you know, head first and, and, uh, and it was just a perfect world for me. Cause it, I, you know, <laughs> you know, uh, and I, you know, a lot of the really fucked up shit that was on the shield, yeah. I was, came out of my brain yeah. because I got, it was, and there was no, like if I look at the landscape of TV or even movies, there's just no, like all the pitches where I would go into studio execs and they were reaching for the security button. Yeah. I got to, yeah, yeah, I got yeah. to like fucking put into an episode of the yeah. shield. So it was yeah. just, it was a perfect creative fit for me. And, and Sean was such a great mentor and, and dealt with my big personality and my ego and, and kind of reined me in and, and, yeah, uh, and pointed me in the right direction. And uh, so it was just a great creative experience. And then, you know, it was one of those uh, you know, memorable things that when it came out, nobody knew the network, they didn't have a brand and, uh, and it was so groundbreaking that it really sort of blew up. Yeah. And, it's uh, that, it's that, that a, a thing of the freedom of doing something when you think 
no one's looking. Exactly. If you know what I mean. So yeah. the fact that if, if 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 you were doing this on a huge network, there'd been so much that even at the script stage, it would have mm. been no, you can't do that, you can't yeah. do that. But yeah. because you were kind of there doing it in a dark corner essentially right, right. it's like you could do what you want and then it's like oh it's already happened now it's already out there yeah. and it's like oh wow this yeah. this worked and it was that weird and it's still like that there's that like that kind of um, basic and premium cable it's kind of a no man's land as far as um, uh, uh, standards and practices because it's not like there's still some parameters like you know you can't use you can't say fuck yeah uh, because there's still advertisers involved but it was right. it, you could do more than you could do on 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 uh, on broadcast network yeah. you know so but it's all it's and to this day you know it's a frustrating thing for me sometimes not so much on bastard they've been so lovely but uh, on sons it it would change from year to year. It was so arbitrary yeah. in terms of what was allowed and what was on the list. You know, like, you know, for me, I couldn't say fuck. So Jesus Christ became my fuck. And then one year I got this mandate from above that there's too much, you know, using, you know, so they'd started counting my Jesus Christ. And, and all things like that are so stupid because the, when the mandate is made, it's out of context. Oh, I know. And it's like, yeah, sure. You can't have, a one scene where there's right. a tirade of fucks, but right. if it's you know in yeah. the right place, any language, any term can be appropriate yeah. and can be artistically it, yeah. the correct choice. And if it's if it's in you know if it's especially if it's character driven, you know yeah. if it's that who that guy is or yeah. but you know you, you you navigate around it and uh, yeah. uh, and and you <laughs> you deal with it and uh, uh, but um, yeah, so it was it was sort of groundbreaking, and then so when the shield hit. And, you know, it got Golden Globes and, and um, you know, Sean and and, uh, and uh, um, Clark Johnson, who directed the pilot, and Chickless all got Emmy nominations and, yeah. and Chickless won. Like, it was sort of like, you know, it was like the, the, the little engine who could and, and, uh, um, and kind of put us, uh, put us and the network uh, uh, on the map. And, um, um, and did that mean more freedom or less freedom? Uh, I guess the beauty oh, of starting yeah. so hard and right. so hard hitting means you've kind of already said, no, it does work and we right. can do it. So right. you're not having that instantly handcuffs are put on you then. It's like, right. well, no, they pulled it off in the first one, so we right. kind of need to leave that. I, I, or was there that kind of, right, you need to rein it in a little bit. It's interesting, you know. You know, It uh, didn't feel like it watching. Sean, it didn't feel as if it reined in. It's almost, you know, it'd be an interesting question for Sean uh, mm. because he was the one, obviously, that would deal with sure, all the, yeah. the, the mandates. And But I... I I think the only thing that may have happened that um, uh, uh, could be construed as, you know, confining would be that, y- you know, you you ultimately hit a rhythm and a pattern with a show like that. And, yeah. and uh, you know, and you try not to have things get derivative and have the same rhythm and you want to break out of that. But, you know, I think that's what happened. It's sort of like you realize what works and what the fans like and, and then you, you know, you you try to, like I do, you know, uh, I, as a storyteller, the thing I love is that, uh, it's why I don't give a shit about critics. I really don't give a shit about awards. Um, I mean, I say that, yes, I'd love to get lovely reviews. Yeah. I'd love to get awards, but in terms of what I do and, 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 and feedback, that means nothing yeah. for me. It's an audience. It's if people are, are, are watching and, and, um, cause as a storyteller, that's, that's my job. Right. Yeah, so, sure. um, um, uh, if, you know, if, if, if you're getting that 
feedback from from the fans, you you know you're you're doing the right thing. So I try to take that in and go, okay, that you know that strikes a chord with people or, or people like that, and and then you you kind of hold on to that loosely so that you're not letting that define your creative path. Yeah. But I, you absolutely, as for me, you know, you have to stay aware of it. You can't write against that or, 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 or dismiss, you know, um, the things that make it work that engage people. And, and so yes, in some ways it becomes sort of, you, you're, you get pieces of the puzzle that you, that you have to incorporate that maybe you didn't have at the beginning, you had a blank slate, you yeah. know, but you still have the freedom to put all those pieces wherever you want to put yeah. them, you yeah, know? Cool. So I, I think that happened on, on, on the shield as yeah. well. And, and, uh, you know, cause we would do, we'd be in an episode and we'd realize that we used to call them, uh, a CVM, which was a cool Vic moment, which yeah. is like, we need, you know, we need, <laughs> we, we need something. And then the trick is all, always the same thing with sons you know it's like i love writing action and 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 that was so much of the show and and i always you know and then the challenge creatively is all right how do we get that and still have it be organic how does it tie into the narrative how does it bring us to the next place so it's not gratuitous or 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 open-ended story you know or how do you do it and tie it to a character so it's an organic character choice so then you're doing those things like a, a cool vic moment but then how do you get that from the emotionality of the story or or the the narrative yeah. arc and then you know and then so it ties in and you get the thing that you know is going to hook an audience or excite a viewer and yet it's still part of the whole it's just, it's still it's still a piece of the puzzle that fits. Yeah. It's not like an arbitrary, you know, sex scene or a you know or a gratuitous piece of violence. Yeah, like it's that. not. Here's our quota again. Another right. quota of yeah. we need to get these in. Right. So it all, all melds in there. So, so sh- the shield essentially was your a, a huge learning curve, as you said. Everyone yeah. was in there together, all right. kind of right. learners to go. So, so how was it then when that ended to to go into Suns, where you're suddenly the experienced people or you're the yeah you're running the asylum essentially yeah, exactly but um, uh, i mean you t- 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 took a, a lot of people with you right and worked with I a lot did, of people you'd I worked did. with on the shields certainly obviously actors right who we've seen come through but yeah right and it's interesting you know i i and it's the thing i love about you know i think coming to my career somewhat older i'm i'm you know a good 10 year old 10 years older than most of those guys were on the shield yeah. and and it's just you know I, I had a much more circuitous path and and I think that circuitous path is 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 what makes me a, 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 a decent writer. Is that I I have a lot of influences. I have a lot of life stories. Yeah. But I also have, for me, and I think it's why my trajectory has been uh, uh, what it is. Is that I I I came to the realization late that oh fuck, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So there's a there's and it's not so much of making up for lost time as much as it is. You know, uh, I got I got, I got so much I want to say before yeah. the window shuts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's an energy to it, and um, so on the shield, I, I never like I would write features a lot. You know, I I'm before Southpaw, you know, my referred to my feature career as my virtual career because I <laughs> I would write scripts every couple seasons, and people were like oh, I love it, blah, blah. and then I, they would just disappear into the ethos. And yeah, uh, um, but um, I mean, let's. Ju- jump about a bit and jump onto Southpaw yeah, yeah. for a minute then because yeah that was it oh, oh when I saw the trailer for it I saw your name and I was, I was like oh that's great and then it was I looked up 
yeah, you've not really done any films uh, right, until right. now. Yet you were coming out with one that was huge. Yeah. Jake obviously went yeah. through a hell of a lot. Right. He looked amazing yeah. and, and all of that. So how was that? It was wild. You know, I started out writing features and, and uh, you know, I had a couple of deals writing features. And, and, uh, uh, and you know, I think some of the scripts were great and, and uh, or good and, and uh, a couple of them got close to being made. And But, you know, it's such a, uh, a crapshoot and it takes so yeah. many pieces uh, and players to put together a movie. And, uh, um, you know, so I wrote, you know, probably wrote about three or four other scripts that, yeah. that came close. And, and it's uh, interesting because you, are you right there of, of on the difference of it being such a gamble in many ways? Because whereas with a TV show, I said it is ongoing, whereas with a film, everything's in this. Yeah. It's, it's either this or nothing. Yeah. You know, this is our one. Right. A roll of the dice. There's right. not kind of, and, and, and not that you ever rely on this, but on a TV show, you could have an episode or two that don't quite click mm-hmm. or don't quite work. Right. Because there's another episode next week and right. we're pulling it back and it's pulling together. Whereas right. with a film, I guess there is that bit more pressure of everything here is yeah, you're, you're everything sort of, we're you're gambling sort of, on. Yeah, and you put it into that 90 minutes or yeah. 120 minutes, whatever it is. And uh, uh, um, yeah, so, um, but yeah, I, I uh, and I, we were talking about that a little bit earlier uh, to jump onto that. I, yeah. I, I, uh, uh, I was approached, I had talked to and spoken to the shady people a couple times in the past and they're a good folk and, and, uh, and I guess, uh, M was a fan of sons and as was Paul, uh, Rosenberg, who's his right hand guy. And, yeah. uh, um, and they reached out to me, uh, M wanted, Marshall wanted to do a movie about, uh, wanted to do a boxing movie, you know, yeah. boxing was a big part of his recovery and, and he really loved the world and, uh, was training in, in Detroit. And, okay. uh, I mean, as soon as you said that earlier, it made perfect sense because, um, eight mile, obviously it's very, it, it was a huge deal. But it was very much M playing M, essentially. Mm-hmm. And then so, but if, if you're trying to think of something that could, like, or the way 8 Mile was was written and filmed and the story, it could have been a, a boxing movie. Do you know what I mean? It had that oh, feel. Yeah, it, yeah. it had that feel. Absolutely. So it oh, feels so like cool. quite. Yeah, yeah. It feels like quite a natural thing to go, right, I right. don't want to just be Eminem playing Eminem. I right. want to do so. And so, so, yeah, that it made perfect sense yeah. when you said that, that he, yeah. he kind of had a desire to do a, to tell a boxing story, right. to go that route. And they were looking at doing a remake of The, the Champ, and, and I was like, right. I, I, I'm not a big fan of, of, of remakes, I feel like. Yeah. And, and I know there's people who do it very well, and um, nor am I a big fan of adaptation. I, I'm, I'm just not the guy to go to if you have a book. You know, yeah. I, I feel like, you know, as a writer, my biggest tool is my imagination and yeah. and and i feel like I'm, I'm i'm doing my craft a disservice if i'm just retelling somebody else's yeah, story sure. but um you know but i talked to them about you know, and i was a huge fan of of of, of marshall's and, and i knew a lot about his struggles and uh uh and i loved i too loved eight mile and uh, uh and i said well why don't we tell the second half of his life story through the analogy of boxing you know and uh um uh and spun a story from that. And, and, uh, you know, if you look at Southpaw, um, you know, a, a lot of the nuances and, and, and smaller storylines obviously had to go away because of time and, and production mm-hmm. realities. But, you know, for me, the death of, uh, uh, Maureen was, uh, you know, was the death of proof in his life. And that really right. when he started spiraling down. And yeah. so there's a lot of, you know, you look at that movie in, in that context in terms of, you know, narrative mile markers and, and, 
there's a lot of, you know, there's those analogies. And, um, and, uh, we ended up, uh, pitching it and selling it to DreamWorks. And Stacy Snyder, um, was then at DreamWorks working with, uh, Stephen and, and, uh, she was at Universal when they did Eight Miles. So she was a fan of M's and, yeah. and his team. And, uh, um, and we moved forward. And I, and I, uh, and I wrote a script that, uh, uh, that, uh, everyone liked and got the, uh, the uh, thumbs up from Mr. Spielberg, which is always a good thing to yeah, do, and uh, and good things again. And then we started looking for. Um, uh, at that point, we started looking for directors, and uh, uh, you know, and ended up being a producer on the movie just because I was so engaged from the. I was going to say, yeah. how was the difference in that? Because again, in a film, there's n- not always, but you feel there can be more of a. Here's the script. Yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah. Whereas with a TV show, because it's continuing, right. you have to be that bit more. I, I I think because of coming out of the experience I had. And 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 knowing, um, you know, and I think because it was, mm, I had a lot of ownership in it because of the pitch, and 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 Stacy was very respectful of that, and yeah. and uh, and trusted me, and and uh, so I, you know, I was in on all those meetings with uh, with directors, and we we interviewed, uh, you know, we're not interviewed, but sat down and chatted with uh, uh, several directors, and and Antoine Fuqua came in, and, and I had worked with Antoine before on a project that didn't move forward at Warner Brothers with uh, uh, my buddy Lorenzo de Bonaventura, and uh, uh, so I, I had a lot of respect for Antoine as a shooter, and uh, and uh, and I think he was at a place in his career where, you know, he needed to pick the right vehicle, you know, yeah. to, to move things forward, and, and um, but Antoine came in, and, and and it was such it was such a, a um, one of those you know great moments where um, you know we had read other directors who liked the script and had a lot of ideas and 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 were were you know were super talented dudes but um, Antoine came in and and all he did was talk about boxing and and when he was in, he grew up in Philly and, and how boxing kind of like saved his life yeah. the same way it did the character like so he came in from a whole different way and 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 loved the story and, and the one thing writers love to hear when it's when a director says I wouldn't touch this script yeah and you're like hire this, this guy this is the guy <laughs> this, this is, is the guy this is the guy we found uh, him uh, but uh, uh, you know of course that's never the case but uh, yeah. but you know and I was going to say how long did that last yeah exactly <laughs> uh, but uh, and uh, uh, um, and you know Antoine at that point I think you know Antoine is a is a very uh, you know he's a visionary dude and and uh, uh, and I think sometimes his vision conflicted with studio vision and and you know so there was you know not that it was a risk but there was some like eh, and I was like and but we all knew that he was the right guy and um, and uh, and and uh, you know um, at that point Marshall you know he was a big fan of Training Day so it was just a really good fit and so we sort of had all the pieces and we had a script we liked and a director and and then uh you know and and then ultimately it came down to Marshall and committing him and uh uh and that didn't um you know and I and I hold no ill will at all because I I have a lot of respect for Marshall but I think you know this is just my assessment of it and it may be completely wrong but you know I I, he had a, a few years of sobriety under his belt and and um and from my understanding, from what I had heard from his people and other people, that um, his time on uh, Eight Mile was not a, a very healthy time, and uh, you know right. that uh, that Curtis Hansen kind of <clears throat> you know fucked him up and yeah. uh, did not 
did not whet his appetite to immediately jump back into right. uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, doing yeah, a film. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think there was a certain amount of reluctance. And also, it was just at the precipice of, 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 of a musical shift, and he had a new album coming out. So the timing of it didn't work. And and, uh, um, and ultimately, you know, I just, I just assumed it was going to be another virtual career. Yeah, you know? but then... It went quite opposite that from getting Jake. Yeah, it did. Was it, it it didn't. It didn't gestate long because Antoine and I were still attached, and the producers were were, were hot to get it made. And and Harvey read the script, Harvey Weinstein, and, yeah. and loved the script. And and uh, and and he was the one he liked Jake and wanted to put Jake in something. And uh, and I was so. And I think I told you this. I was just so fucking reluctant. And uh, and Jake, who I, he's uh, a sweet guy. Was actually a. Uh, a neighbor of mine in the hills, and yeah. uh, uh, um, but um, uh, I just couldn't wrap my brain around it, you know. And Jake, I just always remember this: Jake sent me an email with his ideas and, and, and understanding of character and blah blah blah. And I was just such a dick, and I just sent an email back saying these are really good ideas, and you should take them to a really good writer who can act, you know, who can put them into a script for you. Yeah. And and then, and then and then I ultimately apologized to Jake for that, but yeah. he was like, he goes, he goes, I'm, you know, basically. I've never gotten an email like that from a, yeah. from a writer before, yeah. <laughs> and I have such I had such respect for the fact that you were like fuck you, fuck you, who are you? <laughs> and uh, so, but you know, Harvey was very hot on Jake, and and at that point, you know, I don't really have that much control and or any, and uh, but Antoine was you know really uh, you know wanted us to do it together, and so he's like let's meet him, let's meet Jake, and and uh, so I was like yeah, so. So we sat down, and I'm just such a dick, you know. And uh, so we went, we met, uh, we had uh, uh, a luncheon. And, uh, and of course, you know, Jake's a super smart guy. And, uh, and you know, just listening to him talk about the script and the character, I just had one of those moments where I kind of removed myself from it and realized that, Oh yes, it was written as this, right? Right. But that it's still this story, a singular story of redemption. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And 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 then I suddenly got excited about it again. I was like, oh, I can, you know, I can come at it a different way. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. That and, acceptance of it not being what you originally thought it yeah. was, but that not necessarily being right. a bad thing. Right. And thank, and that's why I have such respect for Antoine because he really, I think he knew that and I just couldn't see past it because yeah. of my ego, you know, and, and, and he just sort of pulled me along and, yeah. and then I was able to look so back no, and, and yeah. And then, and sort of in, and, 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 and create a draft, a couple drafts with that in mind. And, and, you know, as scripts do, you know, there was a, uh, they, they had a couple other writers do passes because I was back on Sons. And um, but Antoine was so like he, he was so inclusive and, and really knew that it was my story. And yeah. and uh, and then, you know, because of production realities, I was I and mean, I talk about this uh, in other interviews, but I I would come home from Sons and and put my wife and kids to bed and then I would go downstairs to my office and do a little work on Sons and then from about 11 till 2 I would get emails and from uh, from Kat uh, Antoine's uh, uh, producer on the movie and I would write scenes that they were shooting the next day Damn. because um, what was happening is you know the Weinsteins were very uh, uh, 
as you know, as being good producers, it was a very um, uh, uh, limited um, production. There was no, there was no wiggle room, you know. So yeah. Antoine had this very rigid schedule, and 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 so sometimes it was just going in and reworking scenes based on. You know, other scenes that had to get dropped, you know, right. yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and uh, you know, and, and, you know, there's a, there's a couple, you know, for me, um, the, the most difficult thing watching that movie for me, and, and I, and I totally, I, I love the movie and, and, and I'm proud of it, but it's like when you're writing a boxing movie is, and, and you, you know, I'm, I'm sure in, in, in music, it's the same thing. It's like when you enter a subject matter or a genre that already is landscaped with yeah. stereotypes and yeah, tropes. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like for me, I I desperately try to write against all that shit so yeah. you don't land on them head first. You know, yeah. like you touch them lightly. But in a boxing movie, you're always you know you're going to have fights. You're going to have the metaphors of winning and losing. You're going to have redemption. You're going to you know it's just it's just the yeah. life of a boxer. Yeah, it's what it is. Yeah. So I tried to touch on some of those things lightly. And, and I think ultimately because everything got condensed that some of the lightness, which were really just, you know, um, uh, interstitial storylines yeah. to get yeah. to things in a different way yeah, yeah, yeah. had to go away. So some of those rewrites were, were literally like, okay, we, we, we had to lose that storyline. So how do we land here? And, yeah. you know, um, you know, we ended up losing this whole arc about one of the boxes that really brought Tick, who was Forrest Whitaker's yeah. character, to that point of turning. And, you know, it, it ended up having to be, you know, um, a somewhat heavy-handed monologue in a, in a boxing ring. And, uh, you know, and, and uh, uh, you know, you don't, you, you don't want... Um, you don't necessarily... You wouldn't write that scene from the jump. Yeah. But as, as a writer and, and as, as someone that's been trusted with the process now, yeah. you, you know, you, you sort of work on the fly and, and it was, yeah, it was really, you know, as, as, as taxing as it was, it was, you know, it was sort of like, uh, you know, it was like, um, uh, uh, I just felt like we were like a, a spy network working at night, yeah. you know, like, like <laughs> the underground, you know, and, uh, it's the new screen. Yeah, it really was. And, and poor fucking actors. Cause that's the worst thing is like, Oh, here's the pages that you're going to be doing in 20 minutes. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, uh, um, but at the end of the day, and, and, and I really mean this is that, uh, uh, the great thing for me was that Jake, who I, I think, you know, is, is definitely award worthy performance yeah. and, uh, uh, you know, was so committed to this character and this project that at the end of the day, what I realized was that he and Antoine now knew this character better than I did yeah. because yeah, of the journey right. it's been on, the changes that were made, the level of commitment they had that I couldn't give because I had this other day job thing and, uh, that I was really at a certain point you go, okay. You yeah. know, and uh, and you trust that whatever improvisation is going on, whatever changes that are going on, they're being made uh, by really smart people who know the world and the character now at this point better than I do. I mean, that's the advantage of, of working with people that you do respect and do be- believe in their ability as well, is that you can take that that leap of, of faith yeah. with, with them a bit. I mean, I, I do... I mean, we... Are we, are we getting on in the interview? Okay, and, I'm burning. And, I'm burning. And all your, I've not touched case. on Suns yet. Oh, people yes, are going to okay. kill me because okay. right. yes, yes. Suns was kind of popular. People are familiar with that of, of, of your work, so we should probably talk about I it at some point. About motorcycles. <laughs> so yeah, how was that? 
coming into and starting Sons, um, the pressure of, of, of coming off of a successful show and having right. a new show that was yours. So a successful show that you were placed into, essentially, right, right. and then having a new show that's, that's, that's essentially yours. And It was, um, you know, again, it was one of those things where when you, the great thing about TV is that you don't have a lot of time to uh, sit back and, and, uh, and ponder and worry because yeah. it's really, um, uh, you know, it's, it's all guns all the time. And, and, uh, and I had never uh, ran a show before. And, uh, you know, they, uh, the network initially gave me, uh, you know, hired, we hired a second on, on, on the show that, uh, you know, was a good guy, a good writer, not necessarily a good fit for the show, but it was one of those things where I knew it gave the network a certain comfort level. Right. So you, yeah. you just sort of roll with it yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. and then ultimately, you know, you do your thing and, um, um, and you know, it's, it's all the bumps that happen, you know, uh, you're dealing with when Suns first came out, um, there was all this data about people not watching serialized dramas anymore. And right. so there was a bit of a mandate initially to have the episodes be more standalone, right? Which right. I didn't quite know how to do. And, and I tried and I think it's why, and I'm not, this is not, I mean, this is um, incredibly tough there to yeah. have an ongoing standalone. Yeah. And, 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 and I don't do this to pass blame and, and it's, yeah. it's not, it's, it's just, you know, people are, are wanted to succeed. They want to, they, they want to give me a fighting chance. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I think it's why the first maybe three or four episodes, although I'm, you know, the pilot and I'm, I'm not that I'm not proud of those episodes as much as the others is that there was almost a different creative mandate for those episodes. And, and that ultimately what happened was I got to a point and I remember talking to John uh, uh, Langraff about it. And I was like, you know, dude, I I don't know how to, all I know how to do is write a serialized drama because I'm writing about a world and, and characters that I want people to invest in. I can't, you know, I, I, I have to, pursue, I have to pursue story yeah. and, 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 you know, and he sort of, you know, got it and, you know, and let me do my thing. And, and I think once I was able to sort of plug into, um, the arc of that and, and where I wanted people to go, I think that's why there was a, it, it's, it's really when it kind of caught on, which was episode six or seven. Yeah. And then I think from there on, there was a level of trust and, and I, and I, and I was really, I, I knew what I was doing at that point. Yeah, and, uh, completely. It was, was definitely had that vibe of a series that grew in the, as you were saying there, story-wise, I thought Charlie as a lead, just yeah. as each yeah. series went on, just became more right. and more of right. such a leading man. Do you know, right. I mean, yeah. starting off just being like, right. I'm not sure who this guy is, is this, right. and then just as it went on, and yeah, kind of everyone had that feel mm-hmm. throughout the series where yeah. it just... And you it was, were allowed that time to keep growing everything, keep developing right. everything, and it was so great because it, it, you know, as as it often does in 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 all art forms, but that you know, uh, uh, life begins to impact art and vice versa, and yeah. uh, uh, you know, as Charlie was becoming a more confident and uh, not necessarily better actor because he was he's a yeah. he's a great actor, but I think as he got more comfortable with doing that kind of TV yeah. and, and who that character was and the burden of being number one and, and a star and uh, that it, it, it sort of landed in sync with the character in terms of the character's, you know, confidence and, yeah, and growth. Perfect, and, you know, so yeah. it just sort of all synced up and, yeah. and it was so lovely for Charlie and I and, and uh, you know, not that we haven't had our bumps along the way. Yeah. We, we definitely, we've <laughs> nearly come to blows on many occasions but, uh, you know, I think it's why we 
we, we love each other so dearly yeah. is that we both, you know, as, as it was winding down, had this sense of, you know, we did this sort of together. Like I had never run a show before. He yeah. had never been, you know, so there was a sense of we did this and we wrote it out and we did it well. And, uh, and we've created something that we can kind of step away from and go, you know, we, for, we, we kind of, we emptied the barrels, yeah. you know, and it's, we did it's, it. It's perfect in that respect that, that, that there's a character there who's kind of, it's kind of a secondary coming of age initially stepping out from under the, the, the shadow of his parents, things right. like that. But at the same time as Charlie's kind of doing that as he's yeah. acting it, yeah. you know, he's so yeah. perfectly that as, as Jax is getting more confidence, yeah. Yeah. that's when, so that, yeah. Yeah, really. And, and, uh, uh, and, and that, and it falls perfectly in that yeah. way. And it was so great because those guys became, you know, they became so bonded and they, uh, you know, sometimes too much thought they were a motorcycle club, but yeah. for the most part, <laughs> you, you know, for the most part, they just, you know, and, and Again, I can Im- uh, 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 imagine particularly as it continues on and you're, it's, it was a show that, it, yeah, there was, it was, it was a group, it was an ensemble, mm-hmm. there was so much together. So again, I can imagine you're going to be ending up bonding and be- believing it really? more and more. Yeah, it's and, you know? and and here's the great thing: it's really, you know, for me, I think one of my biggest skills as as a, uh, or maybe my only skill as a, as a showrunner is, uh, you know, I'm, uh, you know, cast is so important, and for me, yeah. it's. You know, it's a couple of things, obviously the right fit for character and talent, but it's also taking a step back and looking at the big ensemble of it all. Yeah. And because I've, you know, you, you, you don't want people who are ultimately going to be poison, who will, will undermine yeah. everything because I, I've seen it now in, in, in the last two or three projects over a period of 10 or 12 years that, those relationships that build between actors and in, in, as they're engaged yeah. in their art is, you know, is so pivotal because it definitely transfers onto screen. It's, it's, you it's, know? it's the thing that struck me the most at the end of, of, of doing The Bass Executioner was, right, right. was exactly that. Stephen Moyer, obviously individually amazing. Right, yes. I, you know, I prefer to call him Vampire Bill, but he doesn't like that so much. So, so let's go with Stephen. Oh, he um, likes that. <laughs> so, but Stephen and just people like Sam and Danny and yeah. and Katie and everyone yeah. just such and, and Flora just everyone seemed to just get on so well. And yeah. again, at points too well. Yeah. At, at, yeah. at, at points it would get too lighthearted right. or whatever. Right, right. But still, that just felt like such a strong thing that as soon as you started to see a few of the scenes playing out you're like wow these mm-hmm. everyone doesn't know each other and it right. i don't know that just seems to come yeah. across so yeah. I, I get what you're saying on that P- picking the right people not simply this person's an amazing actor right right and you know it's can they work with this can they all work together and, right. and make this a series that works you know it's yeah and it's so you know you really and uh and it's so great for me creatively because it informs how I write and what I write. Yeah. So, so many times you'll see a scene or just a, like on, <clears throat> on, 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 on sons, you know, uh, you would see a dynamic between actors like, uh, you know, be, and, uh, I forget what season for the halfway through the first season, there was just an interstitial like exchange between, um, Kim Coates character and Theo Rossi's character, right? right? Uh, Juice and Tig. That was very, in yeah. both actors, the way they played it, it was really interesting. So 
then I go, oh, that's that's an interesting dynamic. What, what happened if I threw those two together? Yeah. And and you you know, and you don't want to overdo it, but you, you you put those kind of personalities together, and you have fucking gold because yeah, of yeah, who yeah. they are yeah. as actors. And and uh, and and uh, you know, it's interesting on on um, on Bastard, right? My uh, my stepdaughter Sarah White plays Isabel. And, uh, and that was a risk for me. I knew Sarah was a good actress, but it's also, you know, my wife is already in the show and yeah. it's, you know, you know, you can ring the nepotism bell so many times, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. um, uh, but uh, for that character, I, I I I just knew she was a great fit, and 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 one of the great things that happened that you can hope for but don't know is, um, uh, you know, uh, 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 Flora's uh, character, uh, Lady Love. Uh, you know, I had I knew what the mythology was, I knew what the history was, but like, you can't write, you can't like tell the mythology, right? So you really have to do it through story and through um, uh, emotionality. Yeah. Um, but Flora was so lovely in that, you know, Sarah was very green and not only is she her first big job, it's coming to a different country and working yeah. with the dialect. Yeah, and, and and Flora was so lovely and really embraced Sarah and, and you know, kind of mentored her and, and, and they became friends. And it it's so informed that relationship because I didn't really even have to do much. Like no, there, there was just, there. there was just an energy between them yeah. that was familiar and then formal, familiar yeah. and then formal and then picking and choosing when they would cross that line. And, and you can't, again, that's great. The, just the reality inf- informing the, uh, yeah. the fiction essentially yeah. there. Cause again, it's again, my new experiences of this, it was exactly that of, everyone getting on so well and enjoying themselves and then having to go, oh, no, actually, we're at work. So, you know, yeah, at this yeah, point, it's right. now the cameras are rolling. Right, okay. Right, right, so, right. again, that's... Right. But that is the role of of, of their characters, right. essentially, that, yes. that, that they're doing that. With, oh, no, hang on. We're, this is... Right. We're actually at work. I'm right. this... You know, I'm at this level. I'm at that level. And, uh, and yeah, and then, and then you know, you have a script and, and people say the words, but, you know, the thing I love is that you then have actors who bring their interpretation of yeah. it, you know? Even... And, and not necessarily an interpretation that strays from a plot point or a, an emotion, an emotional arc that you want to yeah. work through, but, you know, really have their own interpretation. And a guy like um, uh, Sam Spruill, who, who, who plays Torin, you know, Sam had all had a whole different. You know, uh, you know, his homework was not different than mine, but obviously, you know, uh, more invested and, and more detailed. And, you know, so you watch I would watch his performances and I would and I would see a level of of angst and anger underneath yeah. scenes that I didn't. Well, that I didn't necessarily perceive would be there. And you go, oh, that's an interesting, you know, and then what do you do with that, right? Yeah. And so that, you know, for me, sometimes it was finding moments to break through that choice, to give him some levity, you know, and, uh, uh, or, or, you know, tapping into that and, and taking it to the next level when yeah. you wouldn't expect it. And, and, the, and the great thing about that is that you're able then to tell a story about somebody without giving them any information. So when you have somebody have a reaction to something, you go, well, that was a strong reaction. What, you know, what happened to that guy? Yeah, or what yeah. went on there? You know, so it's, you know, I, I joke because my, <laughs> towards the end of as you will, well are aware, towards the uh, 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 the last three or four episodes of, uh, of of Bastard, you know, we were so behind on scripts um, yeah. uh, because it was a much um, the rewrite process was much more involved for me because of the vernacular and, and everything. So yeah, scripts were very late, and uh, uh, 
but I do, I do like to keep that distance between script and production tight, not quite as tight as I, yep, I did, yep, yep. because what it allows me <laughs> to do is then I watch cuts and, you know, I can, you're I can, getting informed I'm on getting the story. Informed, so I'm yeah. not like, I don't have five scripts in the, in the bank already where yeah. I go, Oh shit, I got to go back. Actually, you know, they're feeling, yeah, yeah, it can I get it, that. That makes sense. You know, so I'm, if I'm staggered a couple of scripts and then I can, you know, you know, and sometimes it's even, you know, I'll be able to do stuff and change stuff in an edit or something and throw in a little ADR that, that will lay some track to something I see and go, Oh, that'll be fun to play out. So, yeah. you know, and, and that's for me, that's the, the, uh, the, the creativity of it all is seeing a, uh, an actor's interpretation, a director's interpretation. You know, excuse me. Um, uh, 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 we have a, a, a you know Giles Masters, who was our, our art director. Yeah. You know, seeing his design on something, going, oh wow, that's yeah, cool. I mean, I something this. as simple as that will inform a choice for me. You yeah. know, um, and, and then casting, and oh, that's an interesting. You know, that's an interesting choice. You know, and and so all that stuff. You know, uh, you know, for me, because coming from theater, it's just a, I'm, I'm so used to that sort of workshop mentality of yeah. like everybody fucking rolling up their sleeves and and, yep. and painting sets and shit. So you have that sense of everybody contributing and going, um, you know, and, and then, you know, finding your vision through it all, but also going, oh, that's cool. That fits, yeah. that fits. And, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of, of, of Shane Meadows, and he's always been one over here of, of, casting his character rather than writing his character like uh, uh, to an extent yes. so it'll be like right oh, that's, yeah. i know roughly who this is but then when they've cast it's like right that, that's who the that that person is yeah. now this character yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what I mean and that's just always seems yeah an inspired a risky way and a a, a way where you maybe have to hand a bit of yourself over to it because right, you're like yeah. right that's that but it's interesting because people always ask me you know who did you see in a role when you were yeah. writing a character? And and I don't know if it's by choice, but I never I don't necessarily see a face yeah. when I write. It's like I I'll see like nuances yeah. of personality and, and sometimes yeah, 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 I'll yeah. see a, a rhythm in terms of walk and stuff like that. But I I and I don't know if it's just because of of, of knowing that it'll be somebody that won't be the face I see, but yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it's really more about, I, I getting too tired to that yeah, fiction of and, it when it's not and, yeah. and letting it rest on, 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 you know, emotionality and, 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 and behavior rather than, you know, he looks like that or, yeah. you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and then ultimately when you cast the right person, you always take a step back and go, well, of course it's that person. Yeah. Yeah. It couldn't be anybody else, but yeah, how could it? Have, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, we've, I mean, you mentioned um, the casting of Katie and of Sarah. Now, <laughs> you've cast yourself and Katie um, in stuff in Sons. Yes. Um, in the in, Shield. In too. Bastard in yeah. the Shield. Yeah. Yep. I didn't cast the them, sh- but they were cast. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you've never been afraid of picking unpleasant storylines for you and your loved ones. No. Is that is that a is that a kind of well? I'd rather. You know, or, or, or feeling more, or, or, or kind of no, in a way, feeling <laughs> yeah. more comfortable with yeah. someone who knows you and oh, understands and is invested in your art, right. knows that you're not going. Oh, I'm just going to write this crazy thing. You right. know, has faith in you. Right. A, a greater comfort in writing those storylines for yourself or for Katie or for whom, right. whomever else, rather than 
um, yeah, someone who's yeah. not cast yet or right. not in mind. Oh, that's interesting. I don't know if I, I, I've thought of it in, in those terms. I mean, for Sons, uh, it was just a perfect, you know, um, you know, from the producer level early on. You know, like, I, yeah. it's not that I was looking for a project to do with Katie. I just knew that... You know, she did a, a, a few episodes of The Shield, and and yeah. uh, and it was fun to work with her. And and not that we were looking for a project to do together, but I I, I like the idea of of, of working it's with a, her. Yeah, it's a great fit. Yeah, in that, in that yeah. Setup, it seems. So we uh, so then you know when that character was created, I always envisioned it uh, on Sons. I always envisioned it more as like a Nancy Marchand character on, right. on The Sopranos that she yep. would be in the back pulling strings. And it was really Standard the network. Yeah. It was a ne- it was Landgraf was saying no no this is that trilogy of mother son yeah. like let's pull that character up yeah. let's make her a stronger and bigger character and and obviously some of it was creative some of it was a demographic choice but yeah. uh, um, but that. You know, that ultimately I never saw Gemma as being, you know, uh, as as um, as big a character, as an influential as character. Uh, uh, and uh, um, uh, and obviously it was it was the it was the right choice. And yeah. uh, um, but no, you know, I, people ask me all the time because about the, the you know, uh, you know, the rape sequence and uh, and what was, you know, and, you know, I, I had a conversation with Katie early on when I. I tend to see the next season, like, or at least flashes of the next season as I'm like three quarters of the way through the season previous in terms of where I want to go. And and I knew I wanted to do that uh, uh, as sort of the thing that ultimately brought Clay and Jax back together, you know, because I knew I couldn't have that riff. If that riff continued, yeah, it, yeah, it would yeah. burn out too soon. Yeah. And I and I wanted to bring them back together as as it's so frequent in the outlaw community in terms of friendships and riffs and all that stuff. And and I knew I needed something intense. And um, and uh, when I pitched it to Katie, I talked to her about doing it. You know, and I think at first it was like sort of shocking. Um, but then you know when I followed through the notion that you know that ultimately it, it'll show the strength, you know, initially it's completely being vulnerable and, and, yeah. and, and torn down, but that ultimately she uses that tragedy as a source of strength yeah. to contain it and not share it. And then ultimately reveal it at the right moment as a bomb. In fact, I think that's yeah. what that episode's called yeah. as a bomb to yeah, sort yeah, of yeah, heal yeah. everything. And then she just loved it, you know? Yeah. And yeah. then it was like, fucking whatever whatever you want me to do and, yeah. and then you know we had Guy Furlan directed that episode and you know you have you work with a body double for some of it so it's a very as as important yeah. and poor Henry Rollins who you know is the sweetest cat on the planet yeah. was, had to wear the fucking mask and uh, um, yeah uh, but uh, uh, you know and, and it's done very respectful but um, and as far as myself it's all it's all sort of a little bit tongue in cheek as uh, I ultimately as as uh, uh as each season beat me up a little bit more. Yeah. Like it was a, there was the, I refer to Otto as my anti Dorian gray. <laughs> it's like, is everything that's not just quite ro- happening to me. Just on the outside away. Yeah. Is happening to Otto on the outside. So um, I'll start to, to wrap things up now, yeah. but before we do, you, you, you mentioned Henry Rollins there. Mm-hmm. Um, and Marilyn Manson, Ed yeah. Sheeran, and myself. Yes. You've, you've, you've had a, a right. history of putting... Dave Navarro, a, a, Courtney Love. Yeah, 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 of, yeah, of, yeah. Of Courtney in the last yeah. Yeah. season was amazing. So, right. yeah, of, of, of casting uh, musicians uh, in there. Yeah, we had... Um, oh, I'm so bad. I forget the cat's name, but... Um, uh, 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 oh, fuck. 
All right, I'm not going to try because I'll embarrass myself. Yeah. But, um, uh, um, but I mean, Marilyn yeah. Manson was one that for yeah. me it was so amazing because yeah. it just felt so like you, right. when you envisage who that character is, the thought of putting yeah. someone like that in there, and it just worked perfectly. And was, yeah, it's it's so weird, and, and it's not like I you know I'm, I I have this you know huge posse of rock star friends because I, I I don't, but I. Uh, um, you know, I was such a fan of Black Flag and, yeah. and such a, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen uh, Henry's Spoken Word show, yeah. but it's yeah. mind-blowing. It's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, Or his monologue show. It's yeah. really, really superb. And, and was a fan of his. And uh, and I knew his manager from the gym, and, and uh, we just started chatting. And, and you know, he, he wanted, you know, he was interested in doing some acting. And he, too, liked The Shield. And, and we just met. And, you know, I, I sort of told him what the character was. And, and you know, he understood it on, on a level and, and obviously had, had uh, you know, run into a few of those guys in, in yeah, his travels. Yeah, 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 of um, course. Uh, so that was sort of the beginning of it. And then, uh, you know, and then some of it is really just, you know, um, uh, you know, like I know, and it's just being a fan of, of, of music and, and, uh, 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 and loving music so much. And, 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 uh, uh, you know, I was a big Jane's addiction fan and chili peppers fan. And, and, yeah. uh, I, I, I knew Dave through friends and we had talked and, and, and brought in Dave and, and then, uh, you know, I was a m- major Nirvana fan and Courtney and I became friends on social media and, uh, uh, and I said, you know, I, I have something for you to do. I want, you know, and then I, then for me, it's always about how can I flip it, you know, yeah. put somebody in a role you would never expect yeah. and, and still have it make it work. And Because yeah. I said, there's not been a single one where you think, oh man, that was, right. you know, you're watching it and you're getting the character right, and then you're right. like, shit, that's, that's, that's Courtney Love. Or right, that, right, you know, it's, so right. I think they all kind of. Have have worked right. so well in these. I think I said to Courtney. I, I, I think I was like, um, "How do you look in a Laura Ashley dress?" And there was just <laughs> silence on the other. I, you know, so I wanted. I made her like a you know kindergarten teacher or a first grade teacher. And again, particularly when you've got a show that's six series deep yeah. of, of biker chicks right. and, and outlaws, <laughs> yeah. and then you hear that Courtney Love's going to be in it. Like, yeah. well, that's, okay. we can never imagine that yeah. easy. Yeah. That's fine. And then yeah. comes in as a teacher, yeah. and it's yeah. like, oh right. right. And then Manson, I became friends. Oh, uh, Shooter Jennings is a buddy of mine, and, and he was doing a project with Manson, and uh, uh, we uh, swapped. Uh, he was a big fan of the, of the show, and uh, uh, and uh, we became friends. And uh, uh, and, and this is, uh, I don't know if we have time for this. It's a quick story. But yeah. he, he um, uh, and, uh, you know, Manson basically created the persona of Manson and sheer brilliance because he was a rock and roll reporter and uh, basically created his own persona and which is amazing. But when he was a reporter in Florida, Miami, maybe his first interview was Katie. Wow. Isn't that wild? And he brought, he came to our Christmas party and he brought the magazine that it was in and Katie, you know, this is how many years ago and Katie has no memory of it, but yeah. she's like, Oh my God. I just thought that, that like that, you know, the, uh, the irony of that. No, was that's pretty, amazing. That and cool? again, it'd be easy to not remember. Cause yeah. I guarantee the person that interviewed Katie on that day bed, no resemblance yeah. to Marilyn exactly. Manson. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like it's, yeah. it's, I mean, it's hard to, hard to remember anyway right. when there's a lot of interviews, but that's one that's right. like, you can't really be judged too much right. for going, Oh, was that you? Right. No. And Madsen's just, uh, you know, he's, uh, uh, super, Super bright guy and yeah. like photographic memory, you know, just really, you know, uh, genius 
kind of yeah. dude. And, uh, but yeah, so we became friends and, you know, and he's like, I want to, I want to be on the show. I want to be on the show. <laughs> and, uh, uh, or n- not necessarily that, yeah, like yeah. he was begging, but it was yeah. sort of like, oh yeah, let's, let's figure something out. I mean, yeah. I begged, um, you know, yeah, you <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, but he, uh, he, uh, and then I, I had this role of this white supremacist and I said, you know, and he loved the idea of it, <laughs> of course, yeah. and cause it was out there. And I said, All right, well, it means, you know, no mascara, no eye makeup, yeah. no lipstick. And he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so, uh, uh, and, uh, and he too, he was like, uh, uh, not unlike Ed, it was very interesting. Like, uh, you know, not that the first episode wasn't good, but there was definitely nerves. And then by the oh. second episode or the third episode, he was just in it and felt really comfortable. 100%. I remember yeah. t- talking to Ed after the first um, shoot or two um, and him kind of being quite... I think I did all right, but you know, I, you know, he'd, he'd, he'd envisioned it, envisioned it being this easy new career, or not easy, but this right. new thing. And then he'd, he'd come out the first couple of days and was like, "I don't know if this is something that I'm gonna, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I just have to right. strap in and try my best now." Right, right, right. But then after the last day yeah. where, yeah, um, 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 me and Ed were together on set, uh, yeah, that was so great. He was yeah. just in heaven. He was like, yeah. "Yeah, this is the best." Yeah. And again, it was that. It's the same with anything. It's like yeah. he's he's walking in. He's walking in at a high pr- pressure level, right. without the years of of, of bad theatre and whatever right. else that, that you that you yeah. went through to get there. Yeah. So again, it's that thing of it's going to take a few yeah. a few days, a yeah. little while to get to get comfortable right. and relaxed, and then and you try to convince people it. like that you'll protect them. Don't worry. Yeah. It's not, you know, I have I have a lot of control and edit. You know, it's yeah. like I'm, yeah, you're yeah, not yeah, going to yeah. look bad. Yeah. Uh, uh, but. Uh, uh, yeah, so it, it was just it just sort of became this thing, and it wasn't like I even went out of my way of like, all right, what's the Who's crazy yeah, ironic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just I would just meet these people, and and, and I met with Ed, and, and we had become friends. He did a song for us on Sons. He was a big fan, and we talked, and you know, he was interested in acting, and but no, it wasn't like you know that's what he had to do, and and and. Uh, 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 he had read the script early on and loved the script and yeah. you know we just kept in touch and I said well what's your window of time you know because he's a busy cat yeah, and uh, and we and we uh, uh, and I said well I have a role that you know mm, the girls aren't going to like very much you're not a you're not a nice dude and yeah. I mean you're driven and you're motivated and you don't think you're a bad dude yeah. but you know the perception is that you're you're in the antagonist camp and yeah. uh, but didn't give a shit, loved it. You know, Fantastic, he got yeah. to fucking ride a horse and swing a, and fucking slit throats. Yeah. And he, he had a blast, you know. A, a riding horses on beaches. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what more can you ask for? Yeah, 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 it was pretty great. That, those last couple of days were was, pretty crazy. I was, I was thinking exactly that uh, when you were saying about how the guys right. on Sons would start to get to, you know, believe they are a biker gang. I was yeah. like, man... I had a couple of days of riding a horse on a beach and I, I wanted to go and pillage. Yeah. You know, so I was like, I can imagine right. doing series and series right. of, of riding Harleys yeah. around the desert can, right. can make you think that a bit. And I will, I will stroke you here a little bit and that I just, I'm, I'm in the process of going through, um, um, a cut of episode 10 yeah. and, uh, uh, those, uh, that scene with, uh, 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 with you and Danny was yeah. really, it came out really I mean, lovely. Man. I mean, I messaged you a, about, about it. I think almost as soon as I read the script right, on right. that, I just felt it was so exciting to get. Because right. again, it's that thing for me. I was like, I was delighted with the fact that Ed might have had different, but it it fell perfectly into, into place for me in that I was kind of eased into it. Yeah, if you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. And I had a right. few scenes, right. not too much. It's right. kind of I'm getting comfortable around everyone, and then 
by the time I got to have more of a right. more meat, it right. was I was I, was, I knew right. Danny well. I was yeah. relaxed, and yeah, yeah, yeah. and, so and it was time perfectly. And it was just, uh, you know, it was just sort of, uh, uh, you know, because it was a, you know, when, when you get into their relationship and their history, yeah. it's, you know, it could be, you could land on some of the 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 conflict. Um, or differences yeah. and the irony of it heavily. Yeah. And you really, you know, you, you, you kind of rely on your director and your actors to sort of dance on it. So it doesn't feel like you're you yeah. know, hitting people yeah. over the head and you guys, so, it, was just, it was just a really lovely scene. Um, I mean, obviously as it's not over in, in the UK, it's not spoiling anything, but right. Danny's character is, is, um, is, a, is, is a, is a, is a, or a more, a more, yes. And, and my character is, Jew, yeah, uh, yeah. Jewish. You're both, practicing. yeah, you're, you're, uh, 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 uh you know, in, in England at that time, you know, I won't, I won't say anything about current time, but, uh, <laughs> you know, you, you were, uh, you were Christian, you were Catholic or you were nothing, you yeah, know, and, yeah. or you had to convert. So you had, uh, this former Jew who converted to Catholicism and this former Moore who was Muslim converted to Catholicism. And we, you know, they discover something about each other in terms of, you know, their reluctance to let go of their individual yeah. faith. So you ultimately, but it, again, yeah. it's, a, it's, it, it, it's another one that puts a great. You as soon as you start to get an inkling of that, you, you don't need to see that much more because yeah. because it tells you, as you were saying right. before, it tells you so much about right. their tensions or their right. relationship. You've already got that as a as a watcher. So right, right, yeah. And it's interesting because you know when you write, I, I'm 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 always reluctant to do monologues where people are telling you about where they come from and you know because they feel like what they are. But it's like one of those things where if you have really great actors and Ashley Way, who directed us, is, is a really yeah. great director, that you you can navigate through it so that it feels organic and it doesn't feel like here's the scene where I tell you about who I am. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the great thing for me, story wise, was that we needed all that information or Danny's character, Berber, needed all that information to move the story ahead yeah. in those next scenes in terms Absolutely. of where, what, how he wanted to engage you, yeah, you know, yeah. so, uh, Completely. but you always, you know, you write those scenes sometimes and you go, mm, all right, let's see, let's see what it looks like. Let's, let's and, see how uh, that works. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> uh, and, but you guys were so, you know, it was such a light touch and, and, uh, uh, and clearly, you know, coming out of a place of, of, I haven't had the opportunity to fucking say this to anybody. Yeah, yeah, You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He, Danny, either, you know? Yeah, We never yeah. heard him share that story with any of no. the guys. Yeah, no, But there's great. a, there's a, you know, I think you have the line, which is bonded in heresy, was yeah, that it, you yeah. know? And it, it's true, you know? And the, he has a relationship with you that he can't have with anybody else, yeah. you know, which is lovely. It's great. Well, I mean, that's a perfect time to, to wrap things up. Um, I would ask what's ahead, but obviously the Bass Executioner is is what's happening at the, at the moment, and yeah. then you've got some some features you'd like to. Yeah, I see. We'll see. You know, we'll find out. Um, you know, we'll uh, look. I'm, I'm super proud of the Bassett Executioner. It, it was a uh, it was a great thing, and, and uh, you know, um, our numbers are pretty low. I don't know what's going to happen for a second season. I'll, I'll find out in the next few weeks. But yeah. uh, regardless of, of what happens, uh, uh, you know, I, it was such a rewarding experience, and 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 completely blown away by by this cast and crew on a yeah. level that I've never you know I, I said this at the, the rap party which was you know uh, it's just set a new bar for me across the board for casting crew and uh, yeah. Um, but um, yeah so we'll see what happens with this and you know I and, and do you have any uh, what uh, what kind of role or involvement do you have now on because there's 
talk of different sons of anarchy been off of the yeah, mayans the mayan thing, things of a prequel yeah type uh the prequel scenario. i would love to do you know we're going to probably let it gestate for a couple yeah. seasons i didn't want to jump right back into it of course but uh, the mayan thing you know uh was uh you know i i pitched that uh, a while ago uh uh, and it was just sort of an arbitrary, hey, what if we did this? Uh, uh, they were looking for something maybe for alternative language channels. And I thought, right, well, what yeah. if we did a Spanish, you know? Yeah. And and then slowly it came around, I think, as Sons was ending and they were, they you know, they loved the, the mythology and, and, and kind of wanted to maybe, how do we... Uh, and I, 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 I would never cannibalize the story that I've told. I would never want to do anything that compromises yeah. those seven seasons. But uh, I always thought a mind spinoff, which is the same world, different club. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, love the course. idea of different cultural influences. So that's sort of on the docks. Uh, they're interested in that. Um, uh, I'm, I'm meeting with uh, writers. I, I wouldn't run that show. I would probably co-write the pilot and then hand yeah, it off to somebody. Yeah, you know, um, And actually hire a, a you know... Uh, uh, a great Latino writer to write uh, a show about Latinos, yeah. uh, which would be a, a, a change for Hollywood. Uh, yeah. But uh, uh, but uh, so that's sort of in the in the in the in uh, the early stages. I'll, I'll probably you know start following up on that when I get back to uh, L.A. and uh, uh, and then features. Yeah, there's a a feature that I've been trying to make since season two of Sons uh, with that earlier script I mentioned, yeah. Delivering Jen, and uh, uh, I'd like to try to get that up and running. Um, but uh, again, you know. I, and not to sound cavalier, uh, you know, because I, I, uh, uh, one of the gifts of, of what I do is that I have this very big life, but I also have a very big nugget. So uh, <laughs> one needs to be concerned about where the next job yeah, is. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I, I don't necessarily think about, uh, okay, you know, this is what I got to do next. It's sort of like yeah. I, I, I know that ultimately either an idea will come or someone will bring something to me that, you know, and, and I have a great relationship with uh, 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 Fox and, and, uh, and FX and my deal is there and I'll continue to work there yeah. as long as they continue to have me. So, uh, uh, um, but it's sort of the right now I like the idea that. Um, I'm not quite sure what I'm doing. Next. Yeah, you know, yeah, there's a free, there's a there's sort of a freedom in like, I don't know. I mean, so, as you said, of going straight from Sons. Yeah, it was it was brutal, into man. bastard, yeah. and I mean, again, essentially from Shield into Sons, and you know, so yeah. it's, it's yeah. It, that's no bad thing to be able to go right. There's yeah. there's loads of things to come. Yeah, what's yeah. next? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I know there's loads to come, but what's right. next? I don't need to know right and now. And it's a great, uh, it's a great Zen state for me because I don't do well with you know what's next, and uh, yeah. it sort of forces me to you know, uh, uh, <laughs> these you know, you know, crawl out of my head a little bit. So, well, let's leave that right. Yes, where it is then. Thank you very Thank much you, for taking the Thank time, you, sir. It's really been an lovely. absolute pleasure. Really lovely. Thank you. There you go. Um, Kurt Sutter, what a man. I love him. I love him with all my heart. What, what a wonderful person. It was great to get to to learn all that extra information and get to know him that bit better and deeper. Um, I've said numerous times that these podcasts really are a way of an excuse to catch up with people. And I genuinely, it sounds stupid every time I say it, but if you ever get a chance to interview your friends, then do it, man, because you get to learn 
so much that you wouldn't just learn in average casual conversation. So, yeah, we're going to be back next week. And next week, we have the one and only Mr. Richard Herring. Legend Richard Herring is another podcast crossover. I um, was on his um, live at the Leicester Square Theatre. And he is on Distraction Pieces. So that'll be next week. See you in a bit, guys. Bye.